and welcome back to the you can't say that podcast i'm your host jigga and today we're going to be talking about therapy um i think that especially when you deal with your own battles your own mental battles within therapy is something that for me personally therapy and having a close relationship with god and actively praying was something that completely transformed my life um However, talking about God is like its own, he deserves his own episode. Uh, But therapy for me definitely transformed my life. Um, It changed who I am as a person and it definitely helped me grow and it helped me not only understand my mental battles, but overcome them as well. Um, Of course, you know, you have your day, your, your days when, you know, mentally you just aren't there. But overall, I would say, compared from where I was to where I am now, it's definitely a complete 180. Um, so for me, I my first time going to therapy was in college. Um, probably about my third year in, I attended my first therapy session. And at the time I was going, well, not at the time I went my entire college career, to a PWI, and it was a PWI, and of course my therapist was white. And um, at first I was definitely reluctant. I knew that my school offered free therapy sessions to all of the students, but I was definitely at a point mentally where I just didn't feel like I had the ability to be helped. Um, I didn't think that I was savable when it came to my mental health because of how low I felt. And I didn't think that going to therapy would help me at all. Um, But thankfully I had somebody in my corner at the time who encouraged me to go to therapy, to get help, to to let, let me know that, you know, there's always, there is fixing you, there is saving you. Um, and it's not, you're not, you know, just a hopeless case at that point, uh, because they got to see firsthand how dealing with those mental struggles affected me. And I was definitely very low. Um, and so after receiving a lot of encouragement from probably the, actually the only person that knew the mental battles that I was going through, um, no, there was one other person that knew also, but, uh, they were definitely hundreds and hundreds of miles away um but definitely after receiving a lot of encouragement from that person telling me to go to therapy I finally scheduled an appointment and I went and of course my therapist was white and there is nothing wrong with white therapists at all but I personally believe that as a black woman and being where I was she there was no way she could understand she could not understand the um my life she couldn't understand how i got to the point that i am she couldn't understand me and it was like no matter how hard she tried because she did try i will give her those points no matter how hard she tried she she there because she didn't live no matter how hard she tried because she didn't grow up a person of color you'll never fully understand what it is to be me what it is to experience me what my life is 
And we got as far as, uh, I gave her a chance, I really did. And we got as far as talking about family dynamics to where she was asking so many questions to try to understand how it worked in a black household that it to me it was just like, okay, we can't even get to what's really going on with me because you're still trying to understand my family. And of course, understanding your family, your childhood trauma is important, but it wasn't understanding childhood trauma. It was understanding why I call my my technically my cousins that are 30 years older than me aunt stuff like that or why um even though this is not necessarily typical in a black household why my dad lives across the street from me or why my aunt lives across the street from me or something like that like it was stuff like that and i'm just like that's just how it works like you kind of don't question it although it's not necessarily normal it's just like at the same time like let's just get over this and just understanding um a black household in general she didn't understand um where i feel like some stuff in her household is not normal it's normal in almost every black household it's not i, I don't know really know how to explain it but it kind of discouraged me because it was just like i feel like she it just wasn't it wasn't it and um i left the therapy session and i just was like yeah i'm not really going back i don't really feel it although one thing i did get out of that um therapy session because she evaluated me and everything was that i was severely depressed and had anxiety um and i would say that was probably the lowest i was within my depression but as far as my anxiety it had just begun um but it was really bad and I just didn't know what was going on. And I will say that having that therapy session with her, I actually got an understanding of what was going on. Because when I would be depressed, I would call them moods and not necessarily depression. And then when I got to her, she was like, no, like, you have severe depression. Like, and I'm like, okay, all right, like, I understand now. And I think having, knowing what was going on and that there wasn't, like, of course there's something wrong, but there's not anything wrong with me like, there's not anything wrong with me, like, I don't know, not putting a negative um, connotation on myself and knowing that, you know, mentally I'm going through something, but that doesn't mean that I'm wrong. My existence is wrong, basically. Um, and uh, the person who encouraged me to go, like, I shared with them, like, I don't really feel it, but I told them, you know, what was going on. And I was basically like, I'm not going back. And they were like, no, like, encouraging me, like, you really need it. Like, you really should go, give her a chance, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know. So I tried again, and I went to another um, session with her again. And at that second session, I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel seen from my therapist. And I genuinely believe, now that I even have a second therapist, um, now that I have my own therapist, that... It was because I was black and she was white. And although there's, again, nothing wrong with that, I think that there is definitely a cultural barrier. There's um, just a lack of understanding. Understanding my experience, if that makes sense. And I think that um, it's, very it's more beneficial for you as a person of color to have a person of color as a therapist because 
the hurdles that I have to, I'd have to jump through with my white therapist are not the same hurdles that I have to jump through with my black therapist. Like they automatically already understand so we can get straight to the nitty gritty of um, mental health, of childhood trauma, of all those things. Um, and yeah, it's just less hurdles for you to have to jump through, less um, bridges for you to have to cross when you have a person of color as your therapist and you are a person of color. Um, but yeah, so I went to the th second therapy session and it wasn't it. And I knew that leaving that therapy session, I probably wouldn't go back again. And I liked that. Like, she was a great person, um, a great therapist. It was just, you don't understand me. I don't feel seen by you. Um, so I never went back. And I went ahead with life and decided that I was going to deal with my mental health issues on my own because no one could help me. And I think that having the white therapist as my first therapist, it definitely discouraged me from therapy. Like I definitely still would suggest therapy to other people, but I think for me, it was just like, no, um, like I'd rather deal with it myself than sit there and explain to me and things to a therapist and then get down to the problem. Like it just wasn't it. And another thing I'll say that I really did not like about her was the fact that she tried to push medicine. Like, that was her main goal. And for me, like, for one, I'm not a person that likes medicine. I don't like taking medicines for headaches. I don't like any of that. And for me, I think that my look on medicine when it came to mental health, and I think that some people, you know, if, if you feel like you need it, then take it. For me, I knew that no matter how low I felt, medicine was not the answer. Um, and I knew that, and also I never, I felt like my outlook on it was that I didn't want to become on a, a come to become dependent on a drug to make me happy. And uh, we would sit in the session and she would say like, hey, you know, you should really think about taking medicine. Like, I know your insurance will take it. Da, da, da. And I'm like, no, like, that's not really, I don't, I don't want to take medicine. And she was like, well, you'll never get better. And it's like, as a therapist, I don't think that that's something you should say to your client. I think that if they're telling you, hey, I don't want to take medicine to solve this problem, I don't want to become dependent on a drug to make me happy, then your job as a therapist then is to figure out a, a way to help your client cope naturally or figure out methods to help them overcome uh, what they're currently dealing with. And that wasn't what she was looking for. And it kind of was like, okay, well, if you aren't looking to take a drug, then I can't help you kind of thing. And, um, yeah, it wasn't it for me. And I definitely, from that point forward, was like, no. And I feel like she put a sour taste in my mouth when it came to other therapists, even though I, now I know that all therapists are not like that. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't it. So, I stopped going. Um... And I know now that I go to therapy more consistently with a black therapist, um, I now know that every therapist has different methods. And I genuinely, aside from the medicine part, because that was a big part for me, um, did not like the methods that she used. And, um, yeah, I stopped going, and I knew that I wasn't going to go back. And the person that encouraged me to go um, 
I feel like they understood, but they also was like, well, because I get to see what you do with firsthand, you kind of need therapy. Um, and I genuinely did need therapy at that point in my life. Uh, so, yeah. At that point, I kind of, I wouldn't even say became my own therapist because I wasn't therapizing anything. Even though therapizing isn't a word, it's my word. Um, well, not my word. I got it from... A person I know but um yeah I stopped going to therapy and I decided that I fix myself or I deal with it at first it was the outlook of I'd fix like I deal with it myself like I'll there's no help in me I'm I'm helpless so um I just have to live with this is the outlook that I took and if I have to be unhappy and miserable and severely depressed and have anxiety for my the rest of my life then I just have to be unhappy and severely depressed and miserable for the rest of my life um I'd have to give in to what I was dealing with and um let it take control of my social life of my mental health of everything because there was no helping me and uh of course when you don't know healthy ways to cope you cope unhealthy ways and for me that was depending on a person to make me happy and I was also young and didn't understand that nobody can make you happy so yeah I'm severely depressed and although this person is the only thing that brings any bit of light or happiness to my life uh I'm going to go to them but I didn't know that it's my job to make me happy. It's not their job. So when they couldn't do, when they couldn't make me happy, um, I blamed them for not being able to make me happy. And um, yeah, it had some detrimental effects. Zero out of 10 would not recommend to a friend. And I know now that I would have never been able to become happy through somebody else. Nobody else would have been able to make me happy. And although that person may have momentarily been able to bring the feeling of happiness to me, my internal happiness was not there because I was not content within myself and I was still dealing with the mental health issues that I was dealing with. So it was mainly temporarily happy, temporary happiness because that's what other people bring you is temporary happiness. They'll never bring you fulfillment. Um, that's something that you bring to yourself. Um, and that's what that was my coping mechanism. Um, another person. And when me and that person weren't on good terms or when... Um, I wasn't around that person because, of course, you're not around the same person 24-7. When I wasn't around that person, I was miserable because the only bit of happiness that I have in my life at the moment is not here to make me happy. So, I, yeah, it was definitely a learning experience because also, even if that person is making you happy, what are you going to do when they're no longer there? Like, when they're not physically there, not necessarily no longer there in your life, because they were there in my life, but I would only see them, what, two two times a week? Two two days out of a week? 
So I still had five days to be on my own, and that wasn't even every week. So what, maybe once or twice a month, two days out of every month, and maybe talk to them, you know, every day in between? That wasn't, it didn't really help. I still had to deal with life and go through life on my own. Um, and I still have to live with myself 24-7, but I wasn't content with myself, so of course I wasn't happy. So yeah, went through life and stopped going to therapy and didn't go back until, that was in 2017, didn't go back until 2021. And um, I will say when I started going in 2021, it was probably the best thing I could have did, especially uh, for where I was just in life. And from that point on, everything in my life has looked nothing but up. And of course, therapy was a tremendous help, but also having a relationship with God, I will say, was a tremendous help for me. I think that with my personal experience with therapy, a lot of things that I did not realize um, always point back to childhood trauma. Um, and I didn't realize how the environment I had grew up in had, you know, makes sense, of course, but you don't realize exactly how much that the environment that I had grew up in made me the person that I am. So not even made me who I am when it comes to like my personality, but also how I look at the world, how I view the world, certain traits that I may have. Um, for example, I grew up a people pleaser. And when I was in therapy and we were talking about it, it all pointed back to childhood trauma and why I'm doing this and um, how actually unsatisfying it is um, to be a people pleaser. And I think working with my therapist and talking about childhood trauma was probably um, a lot of work mentally. But I got to a point in life where um, I had to realize that if I'm going to actively go to therapy and heal from childhood trauma and heal from, you know, the heartbreak that I've been through or just the different relationships in my life when it comes to family relationships and uh, romantic relationships and friendships and things like that. Like I can't, I have to focus on this. And mentally it was, I was at a point in life where it was like, I, I can't, I don't have the time to be social with people. I don't have the time to date. I don't have the time for anything but focusing on getting myself mentally stable. And um, this was in 2021, and when I first started therapy, I tried, I tried the dating thing, I tried the being social thing, I tried all of that, and I realized quickly that there was no way in hell I could actively work on myself while still being there for other people or dating other people or any of that. So I would say I started therapy... July or August of no it was August late August of 2021 and for two months because I went every two weeks to my therapist and for two months I um tried the being social and the dating and all that and in October I was just like I can't like I don't have the mental capacity to 
do this for myself and also do anything for anybody else. Like, I have to come first. I have to put me first. And I'm the only thing that matters. And for the first time in my life, I stopped people-pleasing and um, being social. And I stayed in the house and focused literally on myself in therapy and working through childhood trauma and healing from things. Um, and... I was, I cut off like the whole dating thing since then I, I still haven't dated. Um, I cut off the whole dating thing and um, focused on myself. And I barely did anything when it came to socially with my friends because my social battery was on zero because I had so much mentally that I had to work through and focus on myself. And I was my main priority and my only priority for a good four months I would say so from October all the way till February that would be February March I was my only priority and I didn't care to go out and have fun and all that other stuff I didn't care and still don't care to date um and yeah it was very exhausting and it was probably the best worst experience I've ever been through in my life and that sounds weird but if you actually go through it you'll know what I mean where it was the best thing I did for myself and um but it was the emotionally it was the worst experience ever because when you're actually processing that you have to sit there and unbury all the trauma you've buried and actively feel those feelings that you've buried all that time um and process it but for me i'm very grateful for my therapist and she was definitely sent from god because the transformation that i took and she even gave me my applause um gave me my flowers about how like much i progressed um just from the start all the way up until December, actually January. So in January, that's when we had the conversation of how much I progressed. And she was like, I, I've i never seen someone, everybody's different. Everybody processes things differently. Everybody progresses differently. But she was telling me that she's never seen someone progress that fast and actually transform within like their mind and their mindset. Like, I had a complete mindset shift, and I believe that was because I was determined to never be back, never be the unhealthy person that I was when it came to the things that I thought and the behaviors that I had and the traits that I had um, and all the trauma that I would just have pent up. It was just like I'm, my body is rejecting all of this. I can no longer hold on to this any longer. Um, so, yeah. I think for me, therapy was very, is, I'm sorry, is very beneficial. Some people don't think so, and everybody's different, and that's completely understandable. But in my personal journey with therapy, I think, after going through it, I think that it's something that my community and, um, my community, my culture, my race, and general people of color definitely need when it comes to 
um, just progressing as a people, and I think it's very beneficial. And it's something that I suggest to literally everybody. Like, if I'm having a conversation with somebody, like, do you go to therapy? And then we start talking about therapy, and I suggest it to them and whatnot. And I think that people think that you have to be so fucked up in the head to in order to have to go to therapy. And I try to explain to them, like, no, you don't. Like, please go before you're fucked up in the head so you don't get fucked up in the head. Like, that would be horrible to get fucked up in the head and then feel like you have to go to therapy. Um, and therapy is definitely a preventative measure rather than an emergency exit. And... I wish that therapy was, of course, more affordable for people to have access to and so that people in low-income communities can get the help that they need. Um, but unfortunately, you know, with the climate that we live in and with inflation going up even more, it's not something that's readily accessible. Um, but I would also wish that the stigma that my community puts around therapy um, will go away. I think that it's gotten better within the past five years, but I think that it needs to get even better where it's something that's normal and not something that's like taboo to talk about or taboo to hear about um, or taboo to do. So, but I'm a person that's never going to stop advocating for therapy because it's definitely very beneficial. But I do wish that there were um, more avenues, because there are some, I'm not gonna say there aren't, aren't any, for people to have access to either low cost or free therapy, because it's definitely needed in my community. So yeah, um, that's really all I have to say about therapy. Um, why well, I feel like I have more to say, but as of right now, that's all I have to say about therapy. Um, Go find a therapist. Yeah. Um, I believe where I found my therapist was a website that was suggested to me from a therapist that I know. But you know that if you know, because I personally knew her and she was family, I couldn't also I couldn't use her as a therapist. And she's also the person that uses the word therapize that I got from her when someone therapizes you. Um, it's not an actual word, but it's our word. And the one that I use is, I believe it's called cliniciansofcolor.com. And so therapyincolor.org is where I found my therapist. So therapyincolor.org. That's where I found my therapist. Um, and then the other one that I, that, uh, the other website that exists is called cliniciansofcolor.org. Um, of course, there are many other um, websites, but that's a big one. For men, I know that there's Blackman Hill, of course, um, and they do offer eight free therapy sessions. Um, uh, therapy for Black Girls, Psychology Today, Clinicians of Color. I actually believe I found my therapist on Therapy for Black Girls, um, if I'm being completely honest. Because I know that it, it was a, um, the site was geared more towards women than men. And I didn't want to, like, filter and be like, okay, I want my therapist to be for women kind of thing. So I think I just automatically went to therapy for black girls. So, yeah, there are definitely many 
um, many avenues to find different therapists. And one thing that, one form of advice that I got from uh, the therapist that I know um, is that you have to date your therapist. And I didn't understand when she initially said it. I'm like, why would I date my therapist? Like, wouldn't that just be... Um, wrong basically ethically wrong but what she was explaining was not necessarily romantically dating but professionally date your therapist so if you go to a therapist every therapist is different I learned that from the first therapist that I went to to the therapist that I am that I currently attend is that every therapist is different their methods is different because they are all different people um and you have to do trial and error. So um, when I went to my therapist that I go to now, my first time meeting her, we did a um, basically a call to see if we were compatible. Because sometimes you may have a therapist and you're not compatible with them at all. Um, and we talked and we asked. she got to ask me questions. I got to ask her questions. And just to see if we wanted to actually get into sessions with each other, and um, what she was explaining with the dating your therapist thing was sometimes you have to date your therapist and, you know, tr do a trial and error thing where you're going on the first session with them, which is the date, quote unquote, and you're seeing if this person works for you. The same way you have to date some date other people when you go on a date with them and you're seeing if this is a person that you want to continue talking to or it's not. And that's the same thing you have to do with therapists. You have to go on that therapy date and see if this is the therapist that you want to literally open open up yourself to because that's what you'll be doing with your therapist um they be getting to know you on a very um personal level and getting to know all about your childhood trauma and what's going on internally with you and seeing the inside of you to the point where like is this you basically have to date them and see if this is a person that you want to um expose that part of yourself to do you feel comfortable with them? And I thank God that the first therapist that I tried when I was ready to get back into therapy, like, I felt that. I felt I felt like she definitely was a person that would work for me. And um, I tried her out. And it was a success for me. But I was willing to date my therapist. I was willing to try her out and see if it worked and things like that. And thank God it did. But... That doesn't mean that every the first therapist that you meet is going to be the one for you, or the second, or the third, or the fifth, or the eighth, or the tenth. It's definitely going to be a child and error. Hopefully, it doesn't take ten therapists for you to feel feel, feel like um, they're right for you. But don't give up on therapy just because you've had a bad therapist or two or three. You have to try them out and literally date your therapist. Um, and for me, it, it, hearing that advice gave me an open mind to know that it's okay if I don't feel comfortable with the therapist, this therapist because I can try another one. Like, that's also okay. And I hope that it encourages somebody else to try therapy and not just meet one therapist and be like, oh, all therapists are trash or I never want to do therapy again. Don't throw therapy away just because you met a few bad apples and not to say they're bad apples but just to say they aren't compatible with you try it out and see if you like it but yeah that's all i really have to say about therapy um for right now and thank you for listening to the you can't say that podcast i'm your host jigga and i'll see you in the next episode